0: We're back to Neil Haley's show. I'm excited to welcome first my co-host Paul Hollis, author of the Holloman series and owner of many, many companies. Paul, how are you? And I know you're excited about our guest.
1: I am. We have a special guest today, um, Jay Joshi. And He has a, he has a, a, a terrific um, entrepreneurial business that he's going to tell us about today.
0: Yeah, well, welcome. yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Jay, how you got involved as the entrepreneur in that way. Well, thank you. I
1: appreciate you being on the show. It's an honor to be here. I think Entrepreneurship is something that's in your blood to a certain extent, and it's something that can be cultivated, but it's almost something that kind of forms as an impetus out of just your life experiences and personality type. I created Daily Remedy, which is a health news media outlet that includes news articles, surveys, videos, PowerPoint presentations, out of a need to create more physician-driven healthcare content. What we find, ironically enough, is that physicians have lost control of how healthcare is portrayed to the media. Now, that may seem odd to say, because as physicians, it's generally assumed that we are in control of how patients receive their medications, receive their care. But what we found, particularly in the pandemic, but you can argue that it's been going on for some time now, that there's a disconnect in how the public understands healthcare, where they get their information, and how physicians communicate with patients. And that's interesting when you think about it from that perspective, because there's patients, and then there's the public. And they go back and forth. And what happens is that the way public consumes healthcare is very different from how patients internalize their care from the physicians. So I started Daily Remedy as a means to integrate that disconnect. And provide continuity in how the public receives health information and how the patients understand their own health.
0: So is it more for the patient or the, or the doctor in this way, this information? Well,
1: see, interestingly about that is I think it's about both. And effective communication is a bilateral system. You know, gone are the days of paternalistic medicine where you have a physician saying do X, Y, and Z. Good medicine today is a dialogue. And in that vein, I see Daily Remedy as a platform for both physicians and patients. Obviously, the content is geared in a way where patients can understand, but we would try to get physicians engaged on the platform just as much as we try to get patients because we need that dialogue. All right. So let's talk about specifically your background. Sure. So I'm a... Physician trained in primary care. I did my medical school and my residency at the University of Illinois Medical Center. After that, I started getting into a lot of innovations, very active in the startup scene for healthcare in the greater Chicagoland area, now extending all the way to Madison, Wisconsin, Indianapolis, Indiana. I started my first company when I was 27. It was a medical device company that has raised a little over a million in funding and has gotten FDA registration. And through that vein, I started looking at medicine both through the lens of innovation and as a clinical practitioner. Well, in 2018, in the heyday of the opioid epidemic, that innovative mindset landed me in hot water with the DEA. And what happened is that I began implementing principles of harm reduction to help patients that have developed dependencies to certain medications find alternatives. This was back in 2018, way before the DEA revised its policies, way before the Supreme Court determined that physicians can be protected from treating their patients so long as they have good intent. Well, back in 2018, the DEA was on its heyday of going after physicians, nurse practitioners, and I was caught up in that whirlwind. And effectively, the prosecutors used a massive propaganda campaign to destroy my identity and use the court of public opinion to sway the legal outcome of that case. Now, effectively, I lost my medical license, and for a short time, I lost my freedom. But now, going to 2023, this was now a year after 2022, when the Supreme Court ruled that physicians in my situation cannot be charged for treating patients so long as physicians are acting in the patient's best interest. That then led me to reinstate my medical license, reinstate my controlled substance registration as well as become a Medicare-eligible provider. So it's very interesting how 2018 was when the saga began. 2023 is when the saga ended. And in that time, the DEA and Department of Justice completely changed their perspective on how patients and physicians should interact, particularly when it comes to the prescription of controlled substances. And I just so happened to be caught up in it.
0: Oh, wow. And and, and that's probably uh, uh, COVID was a big part of it, too, would you say? Or it's not really? Or they uh, went after it more because of certain drugs that were not supposed to be used for COVID and stuff like that? Do you think that's when they really cracked down more?
1: I think pandemic made apparent what was always present in healthcare. That is undue government intervention that affects the patient physician relationship. And that's why you see a disconnect in how patients learn about healthcare and what they say or how they interact with their physicians. What happened in the pandemic was the inability of physicians and patients to speak honestly about their own medical conditions. And you can argue that same inability, began during the opioid epidemic, during the overdose crisis, when patients felt like they could not be honest with their physicians about their pain, about their dependency. And it's what... I was agreeing. Yeah, it's one of those situations where until you are a patient, disenfranchised, where what you say to your physician is no longer deemed valid, once you've experienced just that inert hopelessness, you start to understand what the power of propaganda is when it comes to healthcare. And that's why we wanna focus on honest dialogue in healthcare, remove the political polarizations, let dialogue and conversation in healthcare resume back to its grassroots of sharing information, of disagreeing amicably,
0: always focusing on what's best for the patients. All right, so that's why you created what you created. Do you have businesses too? Not just the publication or what businesses are you currently have?
1: Yeah, so uh, I now practice primary care again in Crown Point, Indiana, which is about 10 minutes away from where I was practicing before the whole DEA saga began. I made it a point to resume my clinical practice in the same area as I was before because I wanted to demonstrate to the local patient population that what happened was wrong. And if you go through something similar, you can rise up in the same vein. And interestingly enough, I've now built strong relationships with local law enforcement and with the DEA agents of Northwest Indiana, because I wanted to show that what happened to me is not finding who I am as a person or my ingenuity as a physician entrepreneur. Rather, it's the ability to overcome that and then rehabilitate the misguided federal policies that were really defined going forward. And so I think Daily Remedy is an offsuit of that to show the public that you can be in control of how you glean healthcare information, and you can work with your physician to bridge the disconnect between what you see online and what you discuss in the patient-physician encounter.
0: I think it's fantastic. And any other businesses you're doing right now are just more just focusing on those two things, those two projects.
1: Well, the medical device venture is there. Uh, we've achieved FDA registration. We're now beginning commercialization. As a clinician and as an entrepreneur, you have to. I have to recognize what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I can develop a medical device. I can create the value proposition. But when it comes to the actual commercialization component, there are people who are better situated than I am to understand the actual process of sales. So in that vein, I'm taking a step back when it comes to the medical device venture, Output Medical. But yes, when you look at what my day-to-day activities are, I'm very much focused on practice of clinical medicine, writing strong healthcare content, engaging with patients both in the clinic and online. So you can say the two main things that I focus on are daily remedy in my clinic. All
0: right. Best place people can find daily remedy. Where can they go?
1: Online, wwwdaily remedy. Don't forget the dash. It's very critical. And again, it's D A I L Y dash R E M E D Y dot com. We're on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You name it, we're on it. We're here to serve the public, and we look forward to
0: seeing you. All right. Thanks again. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment.